Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And welcome to Business Life. Coming up tonight, the Ghana City crosses 13 cities mark as it depreciates 5.4% in value to the dollar since 1st January 2024. Energy analyst accuses ECG and Bitco of collaborating wrongly with the government as Ghana grapples with intermittent power cuts. Unfortunately, the utilities that have to convey to us what exactly the problem is, including Greco and the ECG, are also collaborating the government wrongly. Also works and housing minister pushes for a review of policies from housing sector players to make the sector attractive. In my recent days at the Ministry of Housing, I'm still looking for answers as to why, despite the fact that some technologies such as hydroform and laterite interlocking blocks, a lot of our projects are still resorting to expensive cement and related technologies. These are many more in the next 30 minutes with me, Emma Davis. Please stay. Welcome. Let's settle for the details. The minority in Parliament says Ghana's power sector is on the brink of collapse on the back of recent intermittent power outages. According to minority spokesperson on mines and energy, John Janapo, government is so broke and unable to purchase fuel to power the thermal plants to generate electricity. He was speaking to journalists in parliament. The load shedding is getting worse by the day. The very day His Excellency the President was delivering the State of the Nation address and boasting at that very period, the utility companies were shedding load. The situation appears to be exacerbating. Yesterday alone, there was a whopping 530 megawatts of deficits, culminating in curtailment of power to Cote d'Ivoire, to Burkina Faso, and to Togo. You would attest that there was some massive darkness yesterday. Today at 12 p.m., load shedding would commence again. Our investigation indicates that some of the thermal plants are down. Specifically, TAPCO is down, TICO is down, and so they are not generating enough power. But more importantly, there is a lack of fuel in the system. Because of the financial constraint, government has not been able to procure adequate fuel to fire some of our thermal plants, culminating in the load shedding that we are experiencing. One month of load shedding is more than enough. 
This is not sporadic. This is continuous. This is persistent. And we think that the handlers of the power sector should do the onerous thing by informing the people of Ghana so they can plan ahead of time. This deliberate fixation on denial and deceiving the people of Ghana can no longer hold. We therefore call on President Akufuado, Dr. Baumia, and this government to do the needful by telling the people of Ghana the truth. We also call on government to, to look for money wherever they can find that money to procure heavy fuel oil and other sources of fuel to power the thermal plants. We cannot have this quantum of thermal complementarity and still shed load. Meantime, Executive Director of the Institute for Energy Security, Nana Moisi VII, is worried that the power sector is on the brink of collapse if governments fail to acknowledge the challenges in the sector. He accused industry players for failing to criticize government. And only say that we'll have a sector tomorrow. If we accept the challenge, then work at it. That is the only way we can, we can have a sector. You know, over the past few or maybe a decade plus, the challenge has been uh, an issue of adequate install capacity and also supply of fuel. Um, the adequacy in the install capacity or available capacity to churn out power that could cover our peak demand has been dealt with long time ago, before 2017. And um, what is left is the fuel supply challenge. If you don't have money, then you cannot procure the fuel as well. If we can raise enough money and be liquid enough in the sector, then we have a sector that is going to work. But as we have it today, the, the, the fuel supply is a challenge. Transmission lines and systems have their own challenge. Distribution leg has its own challenge. If we're able to address all this within the value chain, then, of course, our system will be safe. If we don't do, we may be sitting on a time bomb. Unfortunately... The utilities that have to convey to us what exactly the problem is, including Greco and the ECG, are also collaborating the government wrongly and suggesting that we are in a good position. For God's sake, if you are, you can consistently you cannot supply power to your people. Uh, you just have to turn out some timetable for them to plan their daily lives. But you don't go and also behave as if everything is right. Behind the scene, they speak to us and they tell us things are not right. But if they have to be bold enough to face it and count it as same, they are unable to do that. And that's quite unfortunate. Meanwhile, the government is targeting the end of March to sign off debt restructuring agreement reached with independent power producers. Governments also claim that the debt owed the power producers have been reduced to about $700 million. George Uafe has more. According to persons working on these negotiations, the debt had been brought to this level after government started making some payments to these independent power producers from last year. This was after I was able to finalize negotiations with about five of the independent power producers in July last year, when at that time the debt was pegged at $1.6 billion. But after some audits, it was reduced to $1.2 billion. 
government started making some payments from last year after threats by some of the independent power producers to shut down the operations over delays in paying the debts. Joy Business also understands that the term sheets have already been exchanged with about five of the independent power producers for further scrutiny. But as of yesterday, there hasn't been any objections raised yet about what government has proposed in the timesheets. They are also hoping that by the end of this month, that agreement will be officially signed in terms of how government is planning to pay the remaining debts to these independent power producers. There have also been some arrangements where the electricity company of Ghana will start making some payments to each of the independent power producers in the coming months as government works to pay all these debts to the power producers. Now to one of our top stories as the Ghana city crossed the 13th mark or CD mark as the depreciation of the local uh, currency continued. Most forex bureaus, according to checks by Joy Business, sell one US dollar for between 13 CDs 5 per Swiss and 13 CDs 15 per Swiss. Some analysts have attributed the recent depreciation of the city to persistent corporate demand, which they described as seasonal, and the over 5 billion CD coupon payments of about 15 new governments of Ghana bonds to investors last week. However, they believe that the worsening situation goes beyond the two above issues. Joining me to analyze this further is research lead at GCB Capital, Courage Putti. Courage, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you. What could be the cause of the recent depreciation we are seeing? Well, good evening to you and your listeners. Um, a number of things. We know what period we are in. Quarter one normally is characterized by disseasonality pressures. We see the fuel we consume around the Christmas period has been replenished. And a lot of the demand we see on the market is coming from the BDC sector. Um, the interventions from the Bank of Ghana for adoption uh, is not enough, obviously. And so they had to be uh, supplemented from the market. It's a big source of demand. Corporates around this time are also turning in a, um, a lot of demand on the market. It's a big part of the reasons also. And and obviously, the last week, government of Ghana paid some coupons, $5 billion in total. We know in the time we are in, T-bills seem to be the only viable investment option on the market. In fact, alternative options are quite limited, really. So um, there is the likelihood that most of those flows or some of those $5 billion flows uh, it's finding its way into FX demand, um, so speculation playing a role in there, and all of these would have um, uh, be feeding into the currency performance we are seeing so far. Truth is, I mean, per my estimation, we just about 4.55% depreciation there about, depending on what market you are looking at, uh, year to date. Compared to same period last year, uh, we were safely over 20% depreciation, so even at this rate, it's still relatively stable compared to the previous year. And and am I alarmed at the rate at which things are going? Not necessarily. We know our fundamentals are still very weak, even if there is some fragile recovery. Um, reserve cover of about 2.7 on the gross level and just about 1.1 month of import cover when you look at net reserve. It's woefully inadequate. And so even from the wet go, the CD was primed to fall. And so the performance here today, for me, is way better than what the fundamentals would suggest. And, and that is why I feel that 
the Bank of Ghana's intervention at this point is the probably the most they can do, given the lack of reserve cover to be able to intervene on the market. And we would have to manage communication and sentiment around the market and particularly find a way of mopping up that two, uh, 5 billion, 5.8 billion coupon paid last week so that it does not feed into um, excessive demand on the, on the FX marketing. Mm. Then would you say this is a temporary problem? Well, like I said, the fundamentals are weaker. I mean, the performance is stronger than what the fundamentals suggest. If we are going strictly by the fundamentals, the CD should be a lot weaker than it is now. And I guess their confidence in the progress going forward, and of course the IMF's backstop, even in an election year, as part of the reasons why we're seeing this relative stability. And of course there is inactivity on the bond market, but we are entering another crucial period in quarter two where a lot of companies, multinationals, would have declared dividend and would have been repatriating. So the dynamics are stuck against us, but it is how we manage the sentiments around it that would ensure the stability. I think the inflows from start of year, the 600 million for IMF, uh, 350 from World Bank, I'm not sure if all of that has been received, and then the 800 million from Coco Loan Syndication gives us in total about 2 billion um, in effects that could help the Bank of Ghana intervene on the market. We are hoping that their scale of intervention will be meaningful from now on to manage these sentiments and at least keep the CD at bay. Uh, but then, I don't think anything happening now is alarming, given the fundamentals we have. And you don't think this may impact inflation? Oh, it has definitely consequence for inflation. If you are having... Uh, pronounce the precision and uncertainty going forward yes it will have the pass through to inflation uh the point i'm making is that at this point it is quite measured quite expected but if we're going past five six seven percent going forward then that could definitely have implications for 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 inflation but the sources of inflation even go beyond uh, just the direct impact of CD depreciation. It has consequences for fuel prices at the pump as well. Because um, the truth is, uh, the pricing formula for fuel at the pump has exchange rate in there. So beyond the goods and then the, the prices of our import, it would also feed in through the, the S-pump price of um, petroleum. And all of these are sources of uh, pressure to inflation going forward. And it's the reason... The Bank of Ghana, contrary to the calls from a lot of people that the rate cash should be quite aggressive, is the reason the Bank of Ghana needs to be a bit more cautious going forward because truth is, if you ease the policy stand quite aggressively, you will see inflation undulating again. And that is not um, a predictable trend. And you, the predictable trend we all want as market players. So it has to be cautious to firmly have a grip on inflation and then the rate um, uh, cuts can, can follow. Really, so they have the system has to be managed and and managed properly. Okay, aside BOG being cautious about what to do, what other measures would you suggest could be deployed through fiscal or monetary policies to solve the challenges? Well, well, I think on the fiscal side, um, now we do more than we're doing already. The fiscal tightening that happened in um, I mean, twenty twenty three was. Uh, quite tight and punitive. Um, it's the reason unemployment rates are the levels they are. Is the reason their hardship is what it is. And and of course, slightly loser this year. I mean, lose this year relative to last year. But then the truth is that 
can we do more than we're doing in terms of fiscal tightening? I dare say probably not. The consequences, social consequences could be quite dire. So I expect we maintain things the way they are and try to keep the fiscals within check. Uh, on the monetary side of things, the BOG has the... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ...of mopping up the liquidity in the system uh, from the OMO operations. And of course, through the T-bill operations, government of Ghana can also mop up some liquidity from the system. It is when we mop up the currency in circulation that it to limit the potential for speculation even in the uh, FX market. And those are the, the things within our, our scope now we can do to try to manage the situation. Plus, moral suasion, really. Uh, Ghanaians need to understand that your personal objective, it's not wrong to try to accumulate some dollars, uh, can have dire consequences for the economy. And we saw that in 2022, when the city depreciated to over 50%. And of course, inflation skyrocketed, prices of goods uh, doubled, quadrupled, and the consequences were just, I mean, unbearable for all of us. If we pursue our individual selfish interests, which is not wrong legally, it has consequences for all of us. So we need to question and question ourselves properly. Do we have need for the dollar you are buying? And all of that. And and we need to take on that nationalist heart as well. Otherwise, we will complicate life for all of us. And you would hold some dollars in your room, but at the time you would convert it, probably prices would have jumped well ahead of the gains you would have made from any such um, investment. So we need to be guided with all of these. Right. Thank you very much, Courage. For always making time, Courage Booty is research lead with GCB Capital. You're still watching Business Live with me, Emma Davis. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. These were destroyed. Chief Executive of the Chamber, Jacob Ajika, says they are still waiting on the government to come to their aid. The affected farmers haven't gotten any support at the moment. So every farmer or most of affected farmers are on their own at the moment. They have to source for their own funds to to come back or to recover from this. So again, these are some of the risks that comes with the aquaculture industry. And we're hoping that through our collaboration with our stakeholders, a lot of attention will be paid to the aquaculture industry. And once again, um, I must say that we're still appealing to our, the government to come to the aid of those farmers, because most of them couldn't recover from this. Some have collapsed totally, and a lot of um, Young men and women have lost their source of livelihood. They are unemployed at the moment because once the farms that they work for are affected, they just don't have any job. In terms of number and number of farmers, we we projected over 896. But in terms of figures, the overall impact of that dam spillage was um, 54 million 867 um, thousand Ghana cities. 
In Ghana, the aquaculture industry plays a vital role in the nation's economy. As consumers become more discerning, there is a growing need for transparent information about the products they purchase, particularly in terms of health, safety and sustainability. It is for this reason the Chamber of Aquaculture organized the Farmed Blue Food Festival under the Blue Food Partnership Ghana Initiative. Karen Damavivas is the overall lead of the Blue Food Partnership from the World Economic Forum. It's been very important and gratifying to us that the the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development and the Fisheries Commission is is very supportive of this work. Uh, we cannot do anything without the enabling environment that uh, that needs to flourish and be more resilient for the progress of this sector and for these industry players. And uh, and alongside that, and this is a, a great testament testament to this event. It's also really important to integrate the science and the, the academic community, the research community, into into our work and our partnership building because uh, the, the private sector can't work on the innovative solutions alone. I think that we need we need more knowledge sharing across sectors and and also break silos in order to to get to a point where. We can more sustainably grow aquaculture and create a, a brighter future for the sector in, in Ghana. The Farmed Blue Food Festival is sponsored by the Blue Food Partnership Ghana Initiative, led by the World Economic Forum in partnership with the Chamber of Aquaculture Ghana, with the global technical support of Future Fish. That'll be all for tonight on Business Live. I am Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com. Have a good evening, but I leave you with international business. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.